What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Dr. R.A. Vernon TV. This is season two. And uh, this season, I'm dealing with something that has been on my mind for the last probably five years, something called Relationships and Leadership Uncut with Dr. Ari Vernon. You know, I'm in my fifth decade of life. I've been pastoring the same church, like 22 years, married to the finest girl in the world. This February 14th, 25 years. So we celebrate the silver. And at some point in your life, there should be no ambiguity regarding your calling. What were you born to do for me, everybody? It's relationships. I mean, come on, raising, you know, five beautiful kids. We're a blended family. Two when we hooked up, three together. Uh, pastoring pastors all across the country. Uh, some of the greatest leaders in our nation call me their spiritual papa. And in a very real sense, walking people through their stuff. And so if you got somebody with some stuff in their life, a girlfriend, a sister, a brother, you and your husband, uh, if you're single, married, this is the season you're gonna have to stick with me. Each week, I'm hitting you with something of substance. I'm kind of calling it a Bible cast. It's slash podcast slash Bible study. I'm talking from here and from here, but everything will be sort of biblically undergirded. So it's not really a Bible study. It's a slash podcast with words, a word cast, Bible cast, whatever. I want to jump in. Uh, the first couple of weeks, I want to deal with married individuals and singles but a question hit me based on this particular Matthean text, the message version that won't leave my mind. Matter of fact, here's our subject. You saw it. Are you too little for marriage? Are you too little for marriage? Let me put it out here right now. Some people just too small to be married. Yeah, you're just too little for marriage. I didn't say you were a little person. I didn't say that you have little character. I didn't say you have little integrity. That's not what I said. I said you're too little for marriage. Marriage requires a kind of largeness that uh, I want to talk about. Why are you doing this? Because marriage is a tripping. And then single people getting married too fast. I'm a pastor. I'm going here. I don't know that there's anybody more qualified to coach and talk about this kind of thing than somebody who is married and who does pastor thousands of people, including other pastors, athletes, everything else. I've seen it all, and I want to help you. So tune in. Please share it now. I need you to put some fire in the chat. Let me know you're watching. you hyped about this season. One more time. It's going to be raw. It's going to be real. It's going to be relevant. I'm not preaching, so don't judge me, pastors. This is not me preaching. Watch, you know, just scroll up and down and peep some of the Sunday services. This is going to be me raw and real. I want to jump right in. So in Matthew... 19, all of you know who sort of read the Bible, that's like the marriage chapter. But I'm tripping like, okay, I'm doing this singles tour like five, six years ago, and I'm studying, and I come across the message version of Matthew 19 that I had never read in that particular version, and it just captured me cognitively, and I've been tripping ever since. So I've been waiting to do this podcast. So if you're single, this is for you. And if you're married, I'm telling you, particularly if you're tripping a little bit, and even if you guys are strong, you want to hear this. Verse 7 says this, they shot back in rebuttal. If that's so, why did Moses give instructions for divorce papers and divorce procedures? Just right quick, there's this conversation 
Jesus is having with his crew about marriage and divorce, and they're going back and forth. There's this rebuttal. They throw at Jesus. Okay, so if marriage is all that, then why did Moses, you know, give permission? And Jesus, in essence, talks about how God hates divorce. Look at me. Uh, I'm a product of divorce. Yeah, my, my parents were divorced. I, I've experienced divorce even in my own context. I've never been divorced, but trust me, our family has experienced divorce. I know a lot of people that are divorced. And let me say right away that God hates divorce, but God does not say you can't get divorced. Now, there are small parameters, but anybody that tells you you can't get divorced, they just don't know the Bible. No, the Bible's clear. You can get divorced. And some people, am I going to say this at the top of the podcast? Probably need to get divorced. Oh, oh, you getting Pastor Vernon 2022 version. Pastor Vernon that's been pastoring 22 years and seeing some people that I'd be thinking they should just get divorced. Yeah, this is so toxic between what the kids are seeing and the fact that they hate each other. And plus he got five chicks anyway and she romantically in love with somebody she's watching on Facebook or Instagram. That's not a marriage anyway. But we'll get to that. Here's what he says in verse 8. Jesus, Jesus said, Moses provided for divorce as a concession to your hard-heartedness, but it's not part of God's original plan. God never wanted divorce. God hates divorce, but there are concessions. Here's what he says. I'm holding you to the original plan and holding you liable for adultery. If you divorce your faithful wife and then marry someone else, I'll make an exception in cases where the spouse has committed adultery, adultery. So here's what he talks about. Christ says, there's only one exception where you get to get biblically divorced or get divorced with God's approval, the other person creeping. So, of course, some people have taken that and said, okay, that's the only reason you should ever, ever get divorced is if you catch a person creeping. Now, I think scripture is broader than that. There's this common sense element, you know, you beating the hell out of me. Yeah, I said hell. You beating the hell out of me. I, I'm not sure God want me to stay. Uh, I think that's common sense. He kicked you down the steps, threw you out the window. I don't know that you have to pray. Uh, you know, you in the hospital because he jumped on you, shot at you. I think you might want to consider divorce. A second reason that I've always talked about is abandonment. And abandonment is more than you leaving because I can be abandoned with you in the bed. Yeah, because you refuse to even try to provide. And Paul talks about what? That this person or this man that won't even try to provide is worse than a sinner. Let me be clear, because my words carry weight. I did not say he's trying, he's unemployed, he's laid off, the bills are behind, so I'm leaving you. No, I'm talking about some person, particularly a man, who will not even try to provide. Kids are hungry, utilities are off, and boom, you know, it's like, no, I'm not going to stay here while you do nothing in the name of the Bible because you think I can't leave you. So this whole piece on adultery, uh, the Greek there is pornea, of which, of course, you know, we get pornography, pornea, and different scholars, they sort of differ on what Jesus means here. So when he talks about adultery, some think it's a synonym for mokia, and therefore adultery by Either partner in marriage is the only sufficient grounds for. So only reason you can get divorced 
is one of y'all cheat. Other scholars believe it's the idea that when you were betrothed or engaged, like Mary, remember, remember Mary got pregnant by the Holy Ghost and Joseph was like, oh, I'm about to leave you and abandon you. Because back in the day, engagement, come here, fiancés, was marriage. Trip on that. You had to get divorced from your engagement. Trip on that. If you were engaged, you had to almost get a certificate of divorce just to get unengaged. Now people get engaged like 19 times. You got a friend that stay engaged, just never quite makes it to the altar. Yeah. Others believe that if you found out there was something incestuous going on, she was really your cousin and didn't tell you. And then others believe, and this is important, that Jesus is not talking about a one-time creep move. He's talking about ongoing because life presents challenges. I got to stop here and keep it real because trust me, I know people I love that somebody didn't done something they shouldn't have done. I don't know that divorce was the answer. It was a one-time thing. They've been through counseling. Some of you watching, I have to be careful because it's like somebody did something wrong one time. You know, life happened. You guys were off sexually emotionally, you know, pressure, neither of you were in the word and boom, or you look back retrospectively, you weren't giving him enough, uh, yeah, or she wasn't getting enough from you. That's real talk, okay? And you look back like, okay. And by the way, uh, I'm never responsible for you cheating. Yeah, cheating is always your choice. Matter of fact, somebody says, Pastor, what if they cheat on you? I don't believe in revenge sex. I believe in divorce. Yeah, I'm going to divorce you and get me a woman that's not going to cheat on me. Because the kids don't care who was nasty first. So, you know, you, well, I cheated on your daddy because your daddy cheated on me. Oh, so both of my, both of my parents nasty. Here come Dr. Phil and some therapy for sure for that. So both of y'all nasty. And because daddy cheated first, you wouldn't have another twilight with three cats to, to, you know, come on. So, no, I'm always responsible for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm a grown man. I'm a grown woman. And what you do does not dictate my choices, particularly when it comes to God. So I don't believe, let me be clear, in revenge sex. I believe they want to play. You divorce their behind. Stay clean until, yeah, the ink is dry on your divorce. Go to therapy. Wait a while. And then, yeah, you date again and love again. I believe that. Yeah, I really do. Okay. That's not what I came for. I guess that's like a, a teaching on divorce, but that's real stuff. I hope somebody's blessed by it. Let's get to this. But Jesus said in verse 11, not everyone is mature enough to live a married life. It requires a certain aptitude and grace. Marriage isn't for everyone. Not everyone is mature enough. Eugene Peterson, the message version. Man, he wrote this particular pericope in a powerful way when it comes to relevance. Every pastor, those watching, all of you, read Matthew 19 in the message version when this podcast goes off. But he says not everyone is mature enough to live a married life. He says it takes a certain aptitude. There's a word, right? A certain learning, a certain cognitive ability, and a certain grace. Ooh, now you know. If you've been married six minutes, you're going to need some grace uh, for your marriage and a certain aptitude, a certain learning. Can I tell you something? Not everyone is mature enough. I said something at a women's conference, and I think like half the women missed it. And I need you to put some fire in the chat here and say, man, that's real stuff. 
Have, have you ever tripped on something? Come here, women, particularly. Have you ever tripped on something that God let my breast and my butt form? He gave me a fully developed butt and pair of breasts before my brain did. <laughs> Trip on this. So here it is. I got this body and boom, and I'm sexual and I'm saved. And then I've been taught, brothers come here too, the saved folk have to have saved sex. And the only way to do that is to be married. So boom, I jump because I don't want to be this nasty, sinful, out of fellowship, can't feel Holy Ghost cat. So I jump and it's like, I need to get married because, hey, you know, you know, I'm feeling, yeah, you know, I'm, it's a lot going on, fire, and, you know, I'm, I'm sexual, I'm tripping, I'm human. Only way I know to uh, fix that is to get married. So here I am making the most mature move ever while I'm still immature. I I'm in my 20s, some of you know this. You're, you're, you're 19, 21, 22. And by the way, some people got married at 20 and stayed married till they were 80. So I'm not tripping on that, but I'm talking to you straight. Some people, and you better know this with his sexy self, are not mature enough to be married. M marriage takes a certain aptitude, a certain learning, and a certain grace. A and what you doing, Pastor Vernon? Are you against marriage? Okay, I'm going here. This is not church. I'm telling y'all now, you better watch me on Sundays. This is podcast, raw, come on, it's, it's nighttime. Whenever you're watching me, we're going to talk because don't think I don't know the reality of this thing right here. This is where people live, and you got like five minutes not to be boring. It, <laughs> that's way too long. You got like 50 seconds not to be boring. So I got to grab you in the rawness, but I promise you it's going to be biblically undergirded. I got to go here. I, I, I'm running into people, and I'm like, no, they, they, shouldn't, they shouldn't be married. Most people I know, they, they get married too fast. I, I'm a pastor. I'm qualified to teach you. I, I, I'm not just a coach, though I, I, I do coach people, but I'm a pastor. And I've been married 25 years, and I have walked people through some of the most difficult times. And I'm thinking to myself, they got married too fast. Here it is. With the exception, with the exception of receiving Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. The most important choice you will make in your life is who you say I do to. Somebody, please put that quote on my epitaph. The most, the most important decision you will make in your life other than Jesus Christ is who you say I do to. Man, you hook up with the wrong person and then add a couple kids. A lot of lives going to get impacted when y'all break up. I, I didn't say you can't come back. There's some divorcees watching me, and you're remarried and happy. Life happened. There's always grace for our mistakes, but there's not a real person watching that want their babies to go through what they went through if you've been divorced. You have to untie a lot. You can pick the wrong school and just come back from it. You can pick the wrong major in college. Heck, you can buy the wrong house. You'll feel it, but pick the wrong person. No, it requires a certain aptitude. Then he says this, singles, I love it. Marriage isn't for everyone. You know what I started, Ray, my, my team is here. And, and I started to call this podcast, Sex is a Problem. <laughs> I really did. The problem with sex. You're going to hear me talk about that in the next podcast. Tune in, singles, because the problem with sex is sex be making me make choices that I shouldn't make. Particularly, you'll love this, saved people. 
who still want sex and like sex like all of us, I be busting moves based on my sexuality and my sexual desire that once I didn't got that little feeling off, it's like, I, I know people, y'all gonna trip on this. Honeymoon night. Did I tell y'all I've been pastoring 22 years? Came back from the honeymoon. They, they didn't got the little funky off. We talking straight. You know, they've been waiting and, and then boom, and then maybe it wasn't even good as they thought, or even if it was, then they realized, I don't even like you, but... <laughs> You know, I was just trying not to sin. Here it is. Marriage isn't for everyone. What's the point? There's some people that should stay single. I don't care how horny, whatever word you want. You, I, listen, you need to stay single in this season. There's a part of you that know there needs to be some therapy, some growth. Watch this. Your mom and them didn't model marriage in front of you. You haven't read enough. You haven't thought through it enough. Watch this. You ain't got enough money. <laughs> No place to live. It's just so many reasons why you're going to start with stress. And then let's go here, the elephant in the room, and maybe I got a daughter as a brother. I got a son. Maybe I have two children. And, and, and they got to work through their loss and all that. We'll talk about that as we go blended family stuff, uh, you know, raising somebody else's child. This is like every week it's going to be raw, real relational stuff with all of the experience that I have, let me, let me give you verse 12. Watch this. Some from birth seemingly never give marriage a thought. Others never get asked. Come here, come here, come here, come here, singles. Watch this, watch this. Some from birth never give marriage a thought. That doesn't mean any sort of homosexuality or lesbianism. It just means you just never tripped on it. Others never get axed. I know primarily their sisters watching me and brothers of my color. One in four black women will get proposed to. One in four. That's a staggering stat. I talked about that on one of my Instagram drops. And I was tripping on how, you know, that's real. That could be depressing to some single sister who feel like you're marriage material. But then I said something, but you the one. <laughs> yeah, one in four, fine. I'm the one. Sorry to the other three sisters. I'm praying for you, but I'm the one. Because when God has his favor and grace, like some uh, others never get asked or accepted. And some decide not to get married for kingdom reasons. That's cold. And that might be a couple of you. Very few of you. But like, I'm so committed to the kingdom. And don't miss next week, because I promise I'm going to jump in that. Because now he's talking about 1 Corinthians 7, where Paul talks about the benefits of being single. Do not miss next week's podcast if you're single. And I just need you to, to just drop something in the chat. Tell me you want to invite everybody, married or single. This is the podcast you've been waiting on. Come on now. Let's trip on this because this is good. Some never get asked or accepted. Some decide not to get married for kingdom reasons. Watch this. Some of you, your assignment is too magnanimous for a man right now. Yeah, there's just some stuff you got to finish and you can't handle interruption. Yeah, and you are mature enough. Maybe you've been married before. Let's talk straight. Maybe you're older now and though sex is real, sex don't drive you like that. It's like, okay, I'll take a shower and pray, go work out or, you know, whatever it's going to be. But no, I'm not about to bust this move and interrupt my whole destiny. Uh, sometime, you know, whether you're in leadership, pastoring, it's like I need a season to get this church established Listen, I'm going to get married, but right now it's almost better for me than nobody pulling on me. I'll, I'll talk about that at another time. Next week, I'm really going to lean into some of the benefits of being single 
and married couples don't miss it. This is so good. But if you're capable of growing into the largeness, this is what I came for, the largeness of marriage, do it. If you're capable of growing into the largeness, marriage is large. Now, okay, this is Bible cast, word cast, Bible cast, because, yeah, it's, script, it's scripturally undergirded, but now I want to give you my heart on this podcast based on, you know, 25 years in February, my silver anniversary, and I'm telling y'all, me and that girl are doing some large stuff. Hear me, it's large. I'm sitting here now in my son's, my son's studio. This is VAR Studios. Go to VAR.com. Of course, when you plug your baby, the hottest studio in Cleveland, and those of you shameless plug who want to do what I'm doing, they train you how to do your own podcast. Come here and do, the fo do a photo shoot. Uh, people are teaching classes in here. Just VAR Studios right here at our main campus in Cleveland, and they need to fly in and just go to their website. Some of you feel like, I can do what he's doing. They want to help you learn how to do this on your own help you get started. They'll take you through the whole process, walk you through it, podcast, anything you're doing to, to build your brand. Pastor, what's your point? You're doing an infomercial? You're teaching? Well, I'm doing both. It's large because me and that girl made him and put our spirit in him. And our other, our other kids, man, they all doing crazy stuff for the kingdom. And we tripping now like, Man, this thing is large. This is more than sex. And we, and we do that. L listen, Ooh, I, listen, that's another, another podcast because that's real too. We, have, we got a large sex life. We got a large church. <laughs> we, we raising some large children. Uh, we helping the poor in a large way. And by the way, forget us. Let's bring it back to you. There's something you and whoever you hook up with are supposed to do that's large in the sight of God. And I can't do large stuff with a small person. Yeah, she got a big butt, but she found out she was small. Yeah, it didn't take you long to see. Only thing big about her was her butt. Yeah, small integrity. Yeah, small amount of patience. Small love. Small heart for people. And you're like, all she got is a big butt. And all he had was a big... Uh, this really a podcast. Guys, they like, oh, wow. Yeah, he had a... Come on, we talking straight. That's that's the best thing about him, and you know that has his privileges and perks. I'm sure I'm a man. I don't know, uh, but but I'm telling y'all this: don't marry no small person. And if you're too small, let me just say this again because you're missing the whole podcast. I didn't say that you're a small person in the sight of God. I'm saying right now somebody needs to put in the comment, "I'm too small right now, Pastor." Yeah, I'm too small. I got some stuff. I just came out of a, a marriage. I'm still in love with this cat that turned me out so good that whoever I marry, I should just name him Rebound. <laughs> yeah, I should name that brother Rebound because he didn't blew my back out or whatever. Is that what they say, Phil? Phil, Phil, you ain't, don't don't be blown out no backs, Phil. You are single. Hey, Amen. My camera guy. Yeah, I don't don't hear about no backs being blown out. All right, Stefan, you married, blow all the back you want out, yeah, break the back, whatever. I'm, I'm, I don't know what's going on here. Hey, stop laughing. <laughs> hey, type in the comments, I feel you, Pastor. I did not say that you are small in the sight of God, but you need to be honest that right now, I might be too little to get married. I'm too little for marriage. I'm too little for marriage. You're not too little for your company. You're, you're not too little to keep raising your son. You're not too little to do significant ministry. But right now, 
I got to get larger in my capacity, my spirituality, my therapy, my growth, because I, I'm, I'm too small. And whoever I marry, it's going to be hard being married to me. See, see, that's what maturity says. I, I look back retrospectively. It was hard to be married to me. And I know all these pastors want to make their wife. And listen, I, I'm, I'm 25 years in and I refuse to capitulate or care about what anybody think when I'm speaking truth. It's always been easy for me to be married to my girl. And she had been through more. It's just amazing. I mean, she was just easy. She's still easy. Listen, I want to speak this over your life just parenthetically. Lady Vernon, Victory Vernon, Dr. Vernon, however you know her, Vic, if you grew up with her, she don't fuss. If my wife fuss about something, I didn't do something real stupid. If I tell her I'm doing 20 services a week, she's going to be sitting at all 20. Ask the word Church Nation. Three campuses, 10 services at our peak, set in every one. I can count on one hand the time she wasn't there. My five children would tell you they ain't never heard her cuss me out that, that I remember. In a very real sense, to me, I look back, I was smaller than she was. Rejection issues and young and boom and taking on. I, I wasn't quite, God gave us, watch this, grace. Paul says it requires a certain grace. Those of you that are married and you got married too fast or you pick wrong because he had a big and she had a big, but not a, yeah. Yeah, not a big spiritual life. There's grace for your marriage. But you guys, you'll love this. Second Peter, Second Peter, uh, Peter says, but grow in grace. I believe that's Second Peter 318. But grow in grace. <laughs> but grow in grace. Hey, I, I gotta wrap up. We celebrating 25. And have you seen her? By the way, she's fine. Yes, she is. I ain't going to lie. You ain't going to find I'm supposed to feel that way. And you're supposed to feel that way, brother. Can't wait to talk about that during this podcast. Because bros turned on by what we see. And I know that's a generalization. It's not every man. But 99% of the ones I know in the thousands I pastor, whatever you need in your bed, get that. Let's not play that game. That's another conversation. This is for brothers only right here. Come here, bros, come here. Whatever you need in your bed, you know, don't, don't not get that because that's a whole nother problem. Now you're watching pornography and comparing and all that stuff. No, at least get what you need. So on your worst day, when she getting on your last nerve, you still looking at her like, yeah, but get in my bed. So that's real talk that we'll get to. But, but I married somebody who was, in spite of the things she had been through, which is amazing to me, larger than me. I I'd rather marry somebody larger than me than smaller than me. And I'm talking spiritually and intellectually. I was more spiritual. I knew more Bible, but I had, I had more emotional things. And so I had to grow into the idea that I wasn't going to let my past rejection and stuff make my marriage small. I'm wrapping up. I got a question for all of you. Are you too small for marriage? If, if you are, I need you to say, you know what? By next year, this time, I'm going to be large enough to get married. Let's keep it real. I got two small ones that come with me or a teenage boy uh, or a big old grown daughter. And whoever takes me, going to have to take this teenager. And I'm still working through her daddy and how I feel about it. I'm, I'm too small right now, but I'm coming. Or those of you who are in what I call small marriages. It's small. I don't care how long y'all been married. He's been doing this thing on the side. 
you know, you upstairs, she down. It's like, let's go half on the rent. And it's just easy. That's small to me. I don't want that. I don't want that. Pray for me. I'd rather be divorced. Uh, I'd rather be divorced. And I know it's a difficult uh, choice. Uh, and I, and if you don't have biblical grounds to get divorced, no, you just can't walk out because you don't like the person no more. You got to stick and stay. But that's the kind of help. We got to decide and get your husband to watch this with you. We got to get larger. Yeah, Nothing's better. I, I'm going to talk about this next week. One of the primary reasons for marriage is sex. And I'm going to show you this because Paul says to avoid sex or sexual immorality, get married. He didn't say to have a partner. He didn't say to buy a home. He didn't say to have someone to communicate with. He said clearly to avoid sex, <laughs> get married. So sex is a major reason for marriage, but it can't be the only one. We got to have an impact on this world. I'm done. Don't hook up with nobody that's not going to do a big life with you. It's better to lay there and just be horny. Well, I'm telling y'all, I'd rather just be horny and just, Lord, help me. But I ain't marrying nobody small. I'm not marrying nobody small. And then as soon as we didn't, you know, turn to each other and, and, and we didn't both released and all that, you know, you know, an orgasm. And then I'm like, that's all there is to you? And now we got a daughter? And now we got a... I, I say to singles, pastor, it looks like you're leaning towards singles more. Married couples, I'm going to be all... This, this, this relationship's uncut, I'm going to be raw. But I have no problem telling you up front, and, and I'm out of time. I'm a really lean. After 22 years, including my first church, 23, 24 years of leading people, 30 years of, of, of training and teaching, I've been a minister, all that. Most of my, all of my, this is what I do. Look at me. I'm too, I, I do relationships and leadership. That's what I do. Now, if you're looking for somebody who, this is what I do. I know what I don't do. And I'm telling you, I am telling you, I am telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Holy Spirit told me, everybody want to do marriage counseling. You lean toward premarital. Stop folk from marrying stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, beg singles to wait. And then those who are married, hey, work with them. Because in a very real sense, it is what it is now. We got to fight to get better. I'm done. I could go all day. I'm out, man. Listen, this is season two of Relationships Leadership Uncut. They drop it on the screen now. Do me a favor. I'm asking you straight up. Ari Vernon Ministries is the ministry that uh, my family and I use uh, to support those who need help in Cleveland. Of course, you know the word nation. That's my heart. That's what I do. But uh, during the pandemic, we started Ari Vernon Ministries to you know, just help people. I find myself writing so many checks. That's all I do. I'm a check writer. Uh, I, I'd rather write a check than receive one. And it dawned on me, if you're going to do this, you need, you need to have a place that you do it from just in a pure way, as opposed to just, just, just start a ministry to help people. So if this blessed you, and if you plan on watching and sharing, I want you to help us. This is our first time flashing this. I, I need you to do this for me. I need you to support with a $100 gift tonight to help me get it going. If, if you can do something significant, if you only can do 20, 10, just do something for my wife and I, my family. Uh, our Christmas event is coming up. Uh, we'll be blessing hundreds, if not a thousand people. Ari Vernon Ministries does that. Word Nation, if you're watching, come on now. I've been supporting you uh, over two decades. Support Pastor and Lady Vernon and our family. Of course, you know what we're doing at the Word Church is significant, but this ministry 
is our family's ministry and it's right there on the screen. There's the address. Those of you who want to mail us a gift, that's there too. It's right there. And, uh, or you can give online. We would really appreciate it. More than anything, I need you to hit some stuff in the chat. Say, I felt this tonight, Pastor. It was raw. It was real. I'll be watching next week, same time. And share it, share it, share it. Would you type in the chat? I'm finna send it to 10 people. Come on, do that for me. I'm finna send it to 10 people, Pastor. Come on. If I'm not your pastor, Dr. Vernon, I'm finna send it to 10 people. This was, this was some raw Bible. It's a, it's a Bible cast. It's, it's my new Bible study podcast, all that together. I got to adjust to where the world is. I will see you on next week. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you what next week going to be right now. Singles, uh, married people, here's my subject for next week. It's better to be alone than married wrong. Word Nation, you've heard me say that, but I've never taught on it. It's better to be alone than married wrong. Listen, do us a favor. Hit us up. Give something now. They'll leave it up a second. I need your support. Help us kick off R.A. Vernon Ministries Season 2. I'm out. I love you.